Hey, First Gen family. This is your host, Rich Two. This is a special series in this feed called First Gen Stay Home Edition. The mission is the same, sharing immigrant stories from the creative community, but in this new normal we're all experiencing. I'll be catching up with friends of the show as well as some new ones. Before we get to our guests, I encourage all of you to help support your frontline healthcare providers and donate to First Responders First, a fund dedicated to frontline healthcare providers serving during the coronavirus pandemic. And you can do that at help.firstrespondersfirst.co. Ricardo Gonzalez, a.k.a. It's a Living. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you, man? Doing okay. New York is a little <laughs> wild right now, as you can imagine, but uh, you're in Mexico right now? Yes, I am. I am back in my hometown, Durango, so kind of laying low here for a bit. How long have you been back home for? Um, I've been out of New York for more than a month. So it was all just before everything got super crazy. I was in, I was actually in LA, and then from LA I just jumped to uh, Mexico, and here I am. Wow! And then yeah. are are you currently staying like in your own studio right now? Right now we're zooming, so you look like you have a really dope studio set up back there. Um, actually, you'll be surprised, but this is where all happened. Uh, the beginning before New York. This is my little studio room. Um, yeah, but I mean, like my studio, it's like five minutes drive from here. So it's super close. For our listeners, uh, you are a friend of the podcast and obviously a real life friend. <laughs> um, and you haven't been on since season one, which is all the way back in 2016, which is uh, wild yeah. to think about. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Crazy. Four or five years ago, right? And I, I, I met you, we met, what, like five, six years ago since they pretty much day one in New York. Yeah, for real. Six years and a half. Yeah, and I remember way back then, you I knew you as a, as a muralist and a great typographer, great letterer, and I always loved your style and your vibe and also the fact that you skate and skating <laughs> and b-boying kind of have this spiritual similar, similarity in terms of just destroying one's body for the sake of self-expression. Yep, I feel it. I, I went yesterday for a little skate. So I was like, oh my God, I feel it today. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but then ever since then, you've been literally crushing the mural world. Your work is everywhere. Uh, that your California Dreamin' mural over in LA is like Instagram goddess, <laughs> you know. So yeah. uh, you, you've crazy, you've done some amazing work, and I've always you, I've always thought you were you were great. Thank you, thank you, thank you yeah, so man. much for for the hopes. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what your current life is like. Um, I'm also just curious to know uh, what you're doing to stay creative and also what's the general vibe down in Mexico? Yeah. Well, um, so I am originally from here, Durango, Mexico. This is where I grew up until I was 18, moved out to Canada, came back for a year and a bit and then moved out to New York. So due to the current situation, which is super crazy, um, I mean, I'm based in New York. I'm based in Brooklyn, uh, Bed-Stuy. And it was crazy. Hey, shout out to Bed-Stuy. Right shout next out door. to bed A lot of good neighbors, a lot of creatives live there. So it's a good, uh, it's a good spot. But uh, it was crazy, man. Like I was just planning, and I'm sure a lot of people happened that everything just fell through, right? So I got stuck with my apartment there. My apartment's still there. Um, so you're paying rent and then I got a studio in Brooklyn as well. So like I have a studio there I'm paying and I only use one day. So it was, it was really crazy. Um, but now because what's happening, I'm, I, I just thought uh, I'll be back home and lay low here. I mean, the situation here in Mexico, it's, 
in South America, not as crazy as other European countries or US. Um, hopefully, it stays like that. But we're at super high risk to be like super contagious. I mean, but here in my hometown is calm, calm enough that I mean everybody's precautious and you know like goes out to the supermarket stuff like that and you know just the space people wearing masks you know hand sanitizer so that's good so that makes me feel a, a little bit more chill because if i was in new york right now i don't know man i would just go insane oh yeah i i know that there's this there's this vibe of just panic in new york right now i think currently we have the most coronavirus um uh cases uh reported in the entire country i was looking at some numbers and looks like we might hit hit a, a peak this weekend and uh yeah it's it's definitely scary i think it seems like you got to durango in the perfect time i think obviously timing when it comes to work is something that that's hard to control but i think um it, it seems like you made a a good move. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? And it was crazy because I went to, sh I mean, it's been, to me, it just blows my mind about timing and kind of, uh, to me, it's very important to pay attention to what's happening like out there. I was in Shanghai uh, mid-December last year, right when it started and I left. I didn't know. And I thought, oh, US is fine, whatever. And it just kicked and also i was at the same time doing my visa like re um renewing my visa in mexico and the u.s government and mexican government they just cut out visa so everything just got shot and my visa was one of the last ones to be like uh issue so i was like if i if i wouldn't like got my visa uh renewed like i could not come back to us for god knows how long like maybe a year i don't know Wow. And that's on top of whatever travel restrictions are happening right now because of COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I barely made it. It was wild. I barely made it. Like I picked up my visa like three, four weeks ago. And wow. Yeah. So I can come back to US, which is pretty amazing because my apartment's there, everything's there. And you know, like all the good friends like you and you know, everybody is there. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Wow. You're like the king of timing. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just, you know, like things move out. I don't know. That's my life. It's like a Tetris uh, game. So it's just adjusting all the little things that fall and, and make it work. Yeah. Is it, is it worth asking um, what, what were you working on at the time before all of this went down? Because I know that outside of my work, I, I still do a lot of projects too. And then a lot of those just kind of, you know, evaporated, disappeared or just shifted because events were getting canceled. Things were changing. Um, what, how did that ecosystem change for you? And when did you, um, how did you deal with that as a professional creative who's, whose work is primarily freelance, right? Right. No, definitely. I mean, that's a good question. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening um, are going through that or went through that. But to me, I had a ton of projects and I was like going like off. I had probably like seven, eight projects got shut down and I had like travels planned all the way to like October and everything, I would say got canceled. A lot of things got moved, but to me, I just preferred to like, you know what? It's gone. It's gone. Because yeah. uh, I, I much rather, I think it's just easier for the sake of mental health um, to let things go, you know. And that taught me a lot because 
a while back, I almost land a couple. I was going to work for Apple. I was going to work for Nike. And then kind of those situations make me feel very, um, not strong, but very, uh, you can adjust, very adaptable to the situation. So an opportunity comes or comes and goes, right? So like you, you cannot just always be like, oh, this opportunity, I have it, I have it, and I will chase it. And I think the more, the less you chase it, the more it will come back to you. So to me, it's like, all right, everything fell through. Um, what can I do? So I'm like, all right, well, I am back in Durango. I have nothing. So I'm just going to repeal everything back again. Yeah. Band, I got a studio and then I got a full project and now it's got me completely busy. And it's yeah. my own project, right? Yeah, no, that's really dope. I think what, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, especially uh, when you're in that world and you're constantly probing and finding new work and things things don't always go your way and and you're a high volume performer. So you you show a lot of your work is, is highlights by nature of the fact that it exists because you, you're you crush, right? Uh, but no, I, I love that mentality. Well, I try it. You know, it's it's it's, uh, it's part of the learning curve, right? Um, I think it's, it's kind of like a project, you know, like a branding project or something that you really love. And sometimes it just falls apart. It does not matter. I've had projects that got shut down two days before. I was going to paint this mural at a store in Times Square last year. And it just got shut down like two days before. And I was like, wow, it's crazy, right? But I mean, it is what it is. So that said, you do a lot of murals. Actually, I primarily think of you as like a wide scale, huge muralist. I know you do a lot of things, but uh, what... How do you feel that your work might shift now with this, with, with COVID-19? Because that involves being outdoors, that involves, you know, a level of organization. Do you, do you have a thought on that or you're not really thinking that way right now? No, no. I mean, I, I definitely thought it um, because, yeah, I'm like murals. I'm not, I'm not going to paint murals for, well, that was at first like a month ago, me thinking I'm not going to paint murals for probably two, three months at least. Yeah. So I got no work. Uh, I got some projects got canceled. There were murals, uh, festivals. Um, so I thought out, okay, so what can I do with what I have? And it was really crazy how things uh, fall. Um, so I was here, I was hanging out with some friends like a month ago. And then I just said like, oh, you know, I'm looking for a studio space. And one of my friends, oh, my, 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 my dad has this uh, space is like a warehouse and then has like small ones. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to go check out both. I mean, let's see what happens. And then I go, and then I walked into the big space, which is like 400 meters square. I don't know, like in the other conversion, but sure. I walked in and I like huge it's space. It's big. It's big. And I was like, wow, this is my dream project. Like this is what my, my actual studio will be one day. And I was like, well, this is too soon. It's kind of scary. Right. <laughs> um anyways i took it and then going back to your question at time uh yes so i thought no murals but i thought like well this space is big enough that i can paint my own murals and i don't need to ask permission uh i'm not gonna be in the sun because here's super hot like 1 2 p.m like noon is like, no painting time so it's perfect you know and then i can turn the personal project into something and and then i can create content and then I've been pitching to brands. I can now create murals from distance, you know, like I can, you know, paint a mural for you. You don't have to find this, um, 
uh, it's like a mural remote approach, right? Right, because right. Brands now want or need uh, activations and content and, you know, all these things. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really great. Like, I've been noticing on your Instagram feed um, some of the stuff you've been doing in this presumably large space. And I was wondering, I was like, oh, man, how's Ricardo doing all that stuff still? It reminds me of... Um, a few years ago when, when chalkboard art was like so big and then all these chalkboard artists like Dana, cause Dana's like, you know, she's amazing. Uh, the they would have these chalk, yeah, exactly. They would, they would have <laughs> chalkboard uh, walls in their house and then they could just make all their content from there. So I think that's a really smart way to approach it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but I think that's, to me, it's all about thinking not the negative side of all this, because I mean, we already know. And I mean, it's kind of like, well, this is forcing to create new thing. And that's creativity, how to solve a problem with whatever you have, right? So this is what I had. And I figure, okay, I got the space. I got to find pain. And pretty much I'm isolated there. I'm there by myself, right? And it's a lot of hard work because I, I got to buff the walls. I got to paint. I got to document as well, take a photo of myself, you know, put the timer, run, and <laughs> climb and then set up the things and the scaffolding. It's pretty crazy. But the best thing is keeps me sane. Yeah. Keeps me fo super focused. And that's a great thing about uh, right now because, I mean, I'm isolated, but I'm focused and I'm doing something. And yeah. And it's a physical workout too. At least you're, it's a physical, you're getting yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's super important. You know, I don't know. Like, um, do you run? I you do run. run. I usually run at least twice a week. Yeah, you're always doing like... <laughs> you can flex. You can flex I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to do it for uh, for Zoom right now. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm actually still trying to work out six days a week right now. Right. And I'm dancing in my apartment right now. By the way, those uh, are sick videos. Fire. Oh, dude. it's That is about the physical exercise for me and also like the cardio part of it because I'm, if I don't wake up early enough to go running when there's literally no one in the street, then I'll, I'll just try to dance here and, and uh, I'll do what I can. I just invested in a pull-up bar. It's so like, it's so, uh, so jail workout, <laughs> prison workout. <laughs> a friend of mine was referring like as a workout, as a jail workout. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I just bought a, uh, one of those, uh, adjustable, uh, Bowflex weight sets Damn. where, where you can, you can switch the, the knobs and then you can go from like 10 pounds up to 50 pounds. So hopefully that'll arrive soon. I know that Amazon's having trouble uh, delivering on right. time, which is totally understandable. But yeah, I'm, I'm do I know that I'm doing what I can. So I'm trying to go back to what I know. Have you yeah. been skating at all? Can you skate in that space? Or have you been skating on the streets? Uh, I could Not skate there. in my space, uh, but um, it's kind of really dusty because it's a warehouse. But um, I just went out for a skate yesterday after like two, three weeks. Um, the good thing about skating, like people keep their distance. So you don't have to like touch or like get close to anyone. But the spots was like empty, so I was just there chilling by myself. So that was like fine. Um, yeah, like I said, my my town is like still chill. I mean, people in the streets, but very few. Definitely, like not as you can tell. There's something happening, right? But um, yeah. I mean, just trying to be like safe and you know conscious about all the people. Not you know, um, yeah. But trying to skate, uh, I've been going for runs, so that's pretty good too. 
I hate running, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, so wait, wait, when you skate, usually, like when you skate in New York, would you skate with homies or would you skate like solo and just catch vibes? Like what is your usual skate routine? Um, I don't skate that much in New York. That's crazy because I mean, all the travels, always working. And, and when I'm home, I just want to be home, you know, like, and that's kind of the routine there. But if I go out skate, I go with homies because, you know, it's it's fun to go cruise the city, and, you know, like go hit the park or something. Right. Um, but here's, I think here's a lot more fun. Last, last December before all this craziness. Yeah. Uh, some homies from here, locals got together and we, we, we made a video, a local video, which this never happened. So that was fun, you know, like, and pushes your, your limits to skate more and learn new tricks. That's cool. Like, I want to talk to you about your recent Huff collab. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah, because I thought, well, one, Huff is an iconic brand, and uh, it's, yeah, they're dope. I think every, what they, their content is dope. I think their, their footwear, their fashion, their apparel is dope. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how that materialized for you? Because I'm sure that was a dream for you, and I'm just nerding out on it a little bit. <laughs> no, def- I mean, I was super stoked when it happened because – um, it's so funny that this kind of things happen through friends. And, um, I mean, a couple of friends did a collabs with them before, uh, Yoon, Yoonia, uh, he's a Korean artist, super amazing dude. Um, and Haroshi, Haroshi's like, you know, he's the, the, the guy that makes the sculptures with skateboards. So he's super close to them. So I met Haroshi in Japan and that happened last year in... January last year. Yeah. I was having a solo show in Japan and then the people from half Japan came to the show and then I got to meet them and we, we hung out, we became friends. And then next thing they just asked me, Hey, do you want to do a, a collab with us? And I'm like, Duh. I'm like all, all in. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And they said like, well, we're going to release it only in Japan. And I'm like, Hey, no problem with that. I'm stoked for it. And then that was the first release. We, we did some graphics. And it got released first in Japan and it did so well um, that eventually the U.S. team, the global team, like invited me to collaborate with them. And since then, it's been a, a good relationship. They're super dope people. Do you have anything else coming down the pike that you can spoil for our listeners or anything uh, that, you, that you can tease out? Mm, nothing. Everything just got shut down. But I, I think the most fun and good project, uh, people are like interested. I, I just had a live on instagram yesterday and then people were asking me can you show us your your studio your new studio can you show us i'm like i only release so basically the studio has 10 walls and i'm i'm gonna be doing 10 murals wait hold on it has 10 walls how does how is so, that a thing <laughs> so it's it's a i mean it's a square right it's, it's a square basically or, yeah and each square like each big wall has divisions it has like four or five divisions. So it's perfect. I have 10 walls separated, you know? So it's perfect because I have like, let's say on my left side, I have four on the front side, I have three. And then on this side, maybe two, three, no three. And then I have more in the back. So I have like four, basically it's like a gallery with like a mural gallery that I'm doing. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Are you going to try to do anything with that space once once social distancing's uh lifted um in durango and mexico are you gonna try to do something there or what's your what's your thought can you say Uh, yeah i think that would be super amazing if things 
come down. Um, I will definitely would like to do like a like a show opening for you know whoever wants to come. I mean, the community here, like creative community, is very very small. <laughs> But I think it would be just fun to, you know, maybe, I don't know, like, it doesn't matter if 10 people show up, but I think it's just fun to, like, um, people experience a full space. But because it's a huge, it's a XXL gallery. And then that's yeah. the fun part because I've had some galleries that told me, can you, can you paint? Can you create some canvases? I'm like, I don't have everything here. Um, so I'm, uh, so that's another part of the project. I figure, well, I can paint 10 murals. And each one of them is going to be unique. And then that's what happens sometimes. Clients want, oh, can you paint a canvas of the mural you did in Little Tokyo in LA? I'm like, all right, well, I already have the design. So I just put it into a canvas. So it works out perfectly either way. So it works. No, that's really cool. You could also do one of those things where let's say I'm just brainstorming. <laughs> let's say, uh, uh, things, things get better and then we can start like reentering the world you could do one of those like private shows, make it super exclusive where you only take one or, or two people every hour and they have to like book it that way, but then they can, but then they just post it to social media. You know what I mean? Just becomes one of those little, very exclusive experiences. This would be sick if it was in New York or LA, but I mean, to find a space that big and it's kind of crazy, but I'm, yeah. I'm totally with you. I think that's something cool. And I mean, it's just a probably comes from a need, right? and uh, uh, at a time where everything's so difficult, but I would love definitely people to come in and then to see in person and, and see the pain and, you know, and all this and fill my space because that's, that's where I spend them spend the most time right now. All right. So as we're winding down, brother, uh, it's been dope just connecting back with you. I know the last time we saw each other, IRL was at the commercial type party. Mm. where we were just getting pretty lit there, which is actually more, more of a turn up than I thought it would be considering it was a typography party. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was sick. I mean, the space was beautiful and how they decorated uh commercial type always like, it's probably my favorite foundry yeah. uh, right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they always hold it, it down. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I would just love for you to have, uh, if you have any words for our listeners of anyone who, who is creating within their new context, how they can find their creativity and how they can like still stay active and um, keep their head in, um, in the game for their mental and physical health. I, I think that's really important. And that's kind of like what I'm thinking as well. Right. Um, you have needs, you know, and we're used to have everything available, like, oh, pain or oh, this software or, oh, my uh, photography equipment, everything. And then, like, you're stuck in your house with no tripod, maybe decent camera, no, you know, so all these kind of things, all these limitations. And I think the best part of right now, it's your mind is has time to think. To get bored to like, all right, and you're like, oh, this is a good idea. You're just kind of like thinking, I don't know, eating or something. You're like, oh, maybe I could do this with, with this very little. I have some paper. I don't know. I have this and then I have that. And you put it together and you, you make something cool, you know, and then you can share it because this is a good time to share things, you know. Um, I think, yeah, just find strength in limitations. That's the main takeaway. All right, Ricardo. It's a living. Uh, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on the net. Uh, it's a living. It's pretty easy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, cheers. I like how you got like a basketball ball with the happy Oh, set. I know. Oh, yeah. My, my little Chinatown market uh, basketball back there. Because yeah. I want it. Because this is... I don't know if you've ever been to my apartment. This is 
me, me and Ali's apartment, we have a two bedroom. This was usually just an unused office because I'm usually spending most of my time at MTV. But then I put up all this stuff here. None of this shit was up a month ago. <laughs> um, although these are Ali's sneakers back here. But now- I was going to say those are fire. Get the Jordans. The those fire. are all hers too. Jordan uh, and, uh, so it's, it's a nice little backdrop. Six stuff <laughs> all around. Exactly. So. paint. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, man. Trust trying. It's more of a man cave right now slash office, but that's what we got. That's what we got to work with. Um, that's what we got. Yeah, that's what we got to work with. All right, brother. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's nice to talk to you again. Stay strong. You too. Thanks for listening. You can find the First Generation Burden podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get podcast content. On social media, you can find us at at first gen burden and you can find me at rich underscore tu on various social media if possible please support your frontline healthcare workers by donating to first responders first at help.firstrespondersfirst.co check this feed for more episodes i hope you stay safe and stay healthy